Welcome. Hey, it's AIP, Almost Intelligible Podcast, coming at you live from my house, your house, someone's house. Well, studio. Episode 24. Yeah, I had to resist saying, you know, boom, or there it is, or something. You know, I think all these episodes, they run together, because I say the same thing as soon as we start recording. But that's okay. It's, that's consistency. That's why it's an intro. It's an intro because <laughs> it's. I mean, your intro should be let, the same. I'm gonna let you add the intro later. The new one that you were working on. I'm drinking some. Uh, sorry, this. I don't know. Some of this Arizona green tea stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't usually drink that. It's pretty good. It's too sweet. It's too sweet to me. I, I'm drinking homemade Gatorade. I mean, I'm not drinking it right now, but I do have it next to me. That's when you make a fruit oh. juice and then you add salt to it. I actually don't know how you make it because I don't make it, but it's good. <laughs> I thought I thought it was supposed to have electrolytes in it. It is, which is sodium. It's it's just sodium. Well, just- sodium does does create electrolytes. I don't know all the sciences, but I know that that's part of it. Um, I don't know all the sciences either. But I I think that Gatorade is way too sweet, and so is Powerade. And if you make it at home, you can use fruit juice and you don't have to have any added sugars. It's very hydrating. It's very good. So why, why not just drink the fruit juice? Um, it's not as hydrating because of the uh, less electrolytes. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Same, fair same enough. reason you would drink Gatorade instead of fruit juice. I would, well, maybe not the same. Reason. I mean, maybe it would turn w- into if, wine would I? At, by the time you finish, say a marathon, because that's what I do all the time. Okay, well, A, I don't marathon. Mm-hmm. B, if I had at home fruit juice, like fresh fruit juice and Gatorade, I would pick the fruit juice. Yeah, well, this is like take them both and put them together. And then, hey, that's pretty good. And then, boom. Yeah. There you are. Then, boom, there I am. So you're not, you don't, you're not into marathons. You do not marathon. I mean, I'm. I'm not opposed to marathons. Like, I don't have a thing against marathons. I just don't partake in them personally. Are you saying you've never marathoned something like Animal Crossing New Horizons? Okay, well, now we're... I I was meaning it literally as in the running marathon. Hey, you need them electrolytes when you're doing any kind of marathon. Like, oh, I played Animal Crossing for 20 straight hours. I've got to have some electrolytes. And I, yeah, I am dehydrated. Whew. I never got up off the couch once in 20 hours. Well, you will if you drink a lot of Gatorade while you're playing. <laughs> uh, no, that's what the salt is for. It soaks it all up. Hey, you will definitely use the restroom. Warning. <laughs> I just drink lots of water. I can't do that. Actually, I read somewhere that... Uh, Drinks like the Gatorades and stuff with the the high sodium and the electrolytes and whatever. It's supposed to be really good when you have like migraines and bad headaches. It's supposed to help. I think so. And um, I've also heard that drinking too much water, people think that it hydrates them and it dehydrates them because it flushes their system. And then I said, drinking too much water, yes. What? But I probably never do that. that. I probably never do that. I probably drink between 32 and 64 ounces of water a day, which isn't that much, I don't think. I drink a mystery amount. I, I get a, I get a drink. I get a drink. <laughs> you got me choking on that one. Wow. Um, 
I wasn't ready for the mystery amount. You're going to have to edit that or people are going to stop this podcast. Oh, that wasn't, that was a, <laughs> I fear. choked on some saliva. Um, <laughs> no, I will, I will get a drink and I'll set it down and then I will do something. And then a mystery amount of time will pass and I'll be like, oh, look, a drink. I forgot about that. And all my ice is melted. And then I'll just drink the whole thing. I'm going to start using that phrase, a mystery amount of time, a mystery amount of something. It's a mystery. It makes How sense. much time did you spend on that spreadsheet? <laughs> uh, a mystery amount of time. It was like, who knows? It's just, it's just a unit of measure now. Yeah, it's mysterious. And it's well, also it's mysterious, amount. which is fun. Everybody likes a little mystery. Maybe. I don't know if that's true, but I sometimes do. That's really good. So, so what you've right, been, well, what you've been doing? I hear you have well, I was, been crossing some animals. I was going to say, I, th- I thought we had talked about everything. I thought that was the end of the podcast. It's the end. It's the end of the beginning. That was the beginning. Five minutes is the beginning. Five so minutes. Five minutes is the beginning. Mm-hmm. The middle's what thirty, and then another five for the ending. This is a short episode. Well, I was going to say okay. it's a twelfth of the podcast because twelve times five is sixty, and we're pretty religious about. Hitting that 60-minute mark and not going under or over. Stop bringing your fancy math into this podcast. Stop it. That's what it's for. It's not fancy. No. It's definitely just basic division. I don't want to hear it. I I have been crossing some animals. Did you, speaking of math, how how is them turnips? Uh, I still have them all. I I haven't got... So there have been some prices that are higher than what I paid, so I could have made a profit already, but I want more. I want a bigger profit. I think this should be a new segment, the stock market. We talk about the Animal Crossing stock market. The stock market every, tips. Every week. Going up and down like crazy. I mean, I haven't checked this evening's I mean, prices yet. There is morning and evening prices. I don't know how much of a... I was going to say, I don't know how many, how, how much we need as far as tips. It's really just buy low, sell high. I mean, that's not really. Yeah. We, that's not really. We need a stock ticker. We need some competing markets. We need to say, did you invest oh. in turnips this time or was it rutabagas? Oh, we, we need all this. I think so. Don't you? I mean, no, but, but, but okay. I'm going to put it on my list of requested changes to the game. Including the ability to freaking rotate and flip your custom designs. Ugh. The fact that does not exist is maddening. Why do you need to do that? Um, when you're creating tiles, like for oh. custom paths. I got you. Which also needs a fix because I, I got paths and I was happy, but I had already made custom paths and I paid, paid some monies, not real monies, but you know, them nook miles. To get the custom path ability. And to my actual, actually to my delight, when you hit the custom design path, what it does is open up your, the, the custom designs that you've made for anything. And it's like, hey, you can pick one of these and place it as a path. And I thought, well, this solves my problem. Because my problem with custom design paths that I was doing is they're just custom designs. You tell it to put them on the ground. And if somebody happens to press Y while they're near it, you just like kick it away. Just like when you're filling a hole, it's just gone. Goodbye, path. And I thought, well, you can't kick away official paths, so this this fixes it. This is the solution. 
And so I tore up a bunch of my paths and I put them down as custom paths. And then I got out of the island designer mode and sure enough, I could just kick the paths away. So is there an actual island designer mode? There is. Spoilers. Okay. I haven't gotten that far. I've heard people talk about it, but it was always like jokingly. And, and I didn't know if they were being serious or like, not. Like, is that so. real? Are they joking around? No, you can. Um, it's, it's like other things in Animal Crossing. It's not super robust, but, it, but you can do it. Yeah. I don't think anything in Animal Crossing is supposed to be super robust. People complain a lot about... Oh, I wish it would let me craft, you know, 30 of these at once. Or I wish it would have these quality oh, of life changes. It needs that for sure. That's, that, but that's not the kind of game Animal Crossing is, though. Well. Like, it's very deliberately not that. It could be. If they would just <laughs> it could, add. Yes, if, it could be. If they would add some of those things, then I, <laughs> then I would be able to craft all the fish food I possibly can without, you know, breaking my controller's A button. They they do let you press A again to speed up crafting. Did you see that? No. If if you're if you have chosen something to craft and then you start mashing the A button, the animation like speeds up and it goes and then and you finish it real fast. Oh, I didn't know that. I've never tried it. I just <laughs> let him build it. It's it's pretty funny. One of my kids told me, "Hey, it's a secret." You can build faster. Cuz of course the kids would find it cuz they're impatient. They just want to mash <laughs> that button. Anyway. Get that th- Get that thing crafted quickly. Hey, some parts of the game are robust. I would say that the the amount of residents and characters that they have, and certainly the number of items and variations is. Oh, and the and the number of ways that conversations can go with those residents. And I haven't spent too much time with that, but I've heard it. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet. People posting <laughs> screenshots and memes and things like it gets pretty crazy. I, I look forward to having some crazy conversation. I mean, some of my villagers already say some weird stuff. Uh, and just today, it was uh, the birthday of one of my villagers, and I went in, or no, it was yesterday. And I gave them a gift that I had just pulled out of the recycling bin <laughs> moments before. I had forgotten Classy. it was their birthday. I went into their house, and they were like, hey, it's my birthday. Thanks for coming. By the way, did you bring me anything? And I went, uh, <laughs> sure did. <laughs> And pulled the espresso maker out of my inventory. Why was that in your said, recycling? Here you go. Totally went and got this just for you. <laughs> and they were very excited. They were so excited that today I had a letter from that resident with a gift attached saying that they were so over the moon with the gift that I gave them. And it was so perfect that they felt bad and that they needed to give me something in return. Was it an espresso maker? <laughs> I almost wondered if it would be, but no, it was a t-shirt that said Island Life. Island Life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. So 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 then to be be courteous, I even though I was wearing a custom outfit, I took it off and I put on this t-shirt that they gave me and I put on pants cuz you got to put on pants. You don't have to. And I went over and I found this villager and I I thought they would be overjoyed that I was wearing the shirt they sent me and they couldn't have cared less. <laughs> they didn't, even they didn't say anything about it. They were too busy doing whatever they were doing. They were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We don't care. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so I took it off and put my custom outfit back on. That's pretty funny. Is it, is it just me, or do you think it's kind of difficult, as far as video games go, difficult to talk about or have much of an interesting conversation around this particular game? Like, because there, there's only so I mean, there's many... there's a lot of stuff. There's only so many... It's like, hey, you go... Like, you could say what fish you caught or what bug you <laughs> caught, right? What you... A it's lot of it's visual, the game too. Within, it's about the meta, man. It's about the game within the game. Right, it's like, hey, come to my island and look at what I did. I spent a lot of time putting up these flowers and fences and decorating my house. And you have to come see. And you're like, oh, sweet. That, does, that looks awesome. So... Now what? You just follow them around on their island for a while. That's fine. See what they've done. See if there's any ideas you could steal from them. Yeah. And their happy island designer. Man, <clears throat> some of the islands that you and our other friends have built are insane. Yours, I really like the whole Japanese feel. I feel like that's a bit overdone because I think they, they front loaded a lot of Japanese looking items in the game. I mean, it's also made by a Japanese company, so... From Japan, of yeah. Course. Japan's Japanese but studio. It's It seemed like for the first month or so, all the photos I saw were, hey, look at my japanese theme island or room. And everybody would quickly was like, yeah, we all have that stuff. That's <laughs> really... That's good. Do something more interesting, like an Egyptian theme. But and you went all out with it, though. I have to admit, your, your island definitely has that theme. I moved my I house. I saw one... I saw one where somebody completely replaced all of the grass on their island with sand. <laughs> so, and why haven't you just done live that? In a desert? Um, because I'm not. I don't know. Just no. You have the island of one. Dune. I don't have that ability yet. And two, no. You got the island of Dune, though. I did name my island Dune. Yes. Did but you? It's just a name. Speaking of, did you see the first look at the the new Dune? Movie? Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Okay, first of all, yes, I did. Second of all, it's a movie. Okay. It's two movies, actually. Two movies. No, I saw those uh, immediately the other day. Um, it's just a screenshot, though, right? Uh, several images, yes. Yeah, still images from production. I saw on YouTube, it was like, on. first look at Dune 2020 or something. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I got to look at that. I know Evan's going to mention it. Or else I'm going to mention it to him if he doesn't. And I pulled it up, and it was a guy talking for five minutes, showing an image. <laughs> and I was like, hey, that is the first of first now, looks so, I've ever seen. <laughs> the very first thing that came out was just that one image. Um, but they have since published like a small uh, imager or a gallery of like seven or eight pictures, maybe. Um, and it looks really good. But, you know, there's still photos. Who knows? And, and I don't even know if they're still in production right now or if they're post-production or what. It was supposed to come out at the end of this year. I have no idea if it will. But he's doing it in two parts. Every other uh, studio that has tried to make a movie about Dune has either not fully committed or the director wanted to make like a four or five hour cut of a movie and the studio was like, no way. We can't. We're just not doing that. Sci-Fi Channel, uh, back in early 2000s, made a TV miniseries, which is really good. 
but it's it's not movie quality. And they didn't have the budget to make it movie quality, and they knew that. So instead, they tried to make it more theatrical, like with the costumes and the sets and the lighting. So it kind of has this weird feel to it when you watch it. But they say that was intentional. So, okay, fine. That's intentional. But it's really good. And because it's a miniseries, it can really dig into the story a lot more because it's a dense, dense book. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in that book. And I don't just mean like it's a thick book. I mean like just the concepts and everything that he's talks about and the characters and all the subplots and the it's a lot of stuff that goes on. So is this the first time that they've actually talked about what the and shown cast members or has that been known for a while? Uh, the cast the cast members have been known for a while. It's a pretty star-studded cast, too. That's kind of crazy, um, in fact, because... Yeah, Dave Bautista, Stellan Skarsgård. Um, How did you feel about Timothy, Gurney Timothy Halleck or, being Josh Brolin? I'm so happy. I'm so happy about that. I can't even tell you. <laughs> my namesake, <clears throat> Halleck. Man. I love Gurney Halleck. He is my absolute favorite character in any... Uh, literature ever um i absolutely love that character and josh brolin will do it well because he is supposed to be two things okay he's supposed to be kind of a kind of a bard type character right he's their musician whatever um but he's also a fierce warrior like but he's a bit older so he's not quite as sharp as he used to be but he's still he's still very much feared and respected amongst his enemies. Um, but he's not a soldier for hire anymore in the story. He is, he is like their house. He's like the head of their security, not is it security. I don't remember, but he's got some title. He's basically there for protection. Um, but he's just such a cool character and I, I want to see him done right. And I think Josh Brolin can really pull it off. Of course, I don't know what Josh Brolin's singing chops are like. I've never heard him sing, so we'll see. Well, I mean, but does he really sing in the Gurney books? Gurney, no, no, he absolutely does. Gurney Halleck has to be able to sing. He is a troubadour. He is a a warrior poet. Absolutely, he does. What if they just make him a poet and a warrior? I would be okay with that, but that's not in line with the book. Did he? Play, and if, he played an instrument. If that's a choice that they make and they do it right, then as long as they commit to it and they make it work, I'm okay with that. But nothing's going to dissuade needs, you from this Dune. Basically, he he needs to have the duality, right? He needs to be fearsome, like warrior on one hand, but gentle and and musical and creative on the other. And he's just a neat character. Basically, he needs to be Thanos. No. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> For the greater good. <clears throat> Gurney is the type of guy that... Gurney is the type of guy that would sing you a really, really awesome tune as he's slowly stabbing you <laughs> because you're a threat to him. Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe. He's The way they talk about him in the books, though, is very cool. Man, like he talks about how he's got his scars and he's kind of the he's kind of like a father figure to Paul Atreides, who's the main character. Now, Paul has a father, but he is, you know, a, a, a royal figure. He doesn't get to spend a lot of time with his father because of that. And 
Um, so Gurney has really kind of raised Paul. And so he kind of takes on that role a little bit. So he's extremely protective of him. And that's what makes him cool is he's very, very protective as most parents would be, but he has the skills to back it up. Like you, he is the type of character you do not want to piss him off. Like he will be your best friend, but you do not want to be on his bad side. And it's just really neat. A good character. Man. So that's coming, I assume, not this year? I don't know. It's supposed to be December of this year, but I have no idea. Well, clearly they're putting some money into it with, with the cast members that they have chosen. Like, it's not oh, yeah. just a... Mm, I don't know. It, it seems like Dune was always kind of treated as, as um, I don't know, more cut rate or... It really has. Yeah. Yep. The the movie from the eighties was uh it was a De Laurentiis movie, so it kinda has that that vibe to it, that kinda low budget but not low budget feel. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's a good movie in its own right, but it's very quirky and it has a very weird sense. Um and the director who worked on it, I David Lynch, has completely disowned it. He wants nothing to do with that movie because he was not allowed to make the movie he wanted to make. He was constantly told by the studio, no, you can't do this. We're not paying for that. You have to cut this or cut that. He was given very strict time constraints and he kept pushing and saying, it's not going to work. This isn't going to be true to the story. And they didn't care. And so he ended up with a finished product that he was not happy with. Cause eventually he bowed to the studio because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones paying for it. And he, uh, there have been releases of that movie where when it says directed by, it just says like Alan Smithy. It's just like a made up name. Like it's not, he's like, I'm not putting my name on this. <laughs> and David Lynch is a well-respected director. Like he's done a lot of stuff, uh, but he won't, he won't. I don't even think he does interviews about it anymore. Like people have asked him, he's like, nope, I'm not talking about it. No, he just I doesn't like I had always intended unhappy. to go back and watch the uh, the Dune miniseries that Sci-Fi did. I had heard that that was good, but I don't I don't really hear yeah. about it much anymore. I have. I'll you know what? I'll ship you my copies, and you can watch it, and you ship them back. Whoa! Now you don't think it's available for They're streaming? Good. Oh, uh, pr- probably. There were actually two series. There was Dune, and then Children of Dune, which is based on the second, the next book or set of books. I never watched the second series. Why is that? <clears throat> but the original one is good. I really like it. You have to go into it knowing that it's going to, you know, the effects, the budget was lower, right? The effects are going to be not as good. Well, it's a 2000 sci-fi um, show. So yeah. So <laughs> you, as long as you go into it, knowing that you're, you're fine. The acting is still really good. Do you, do you like William Hurt as an actor? I don't know. Don't oh, <laughs> come on. William Hurt's a fantastic actor and he's extremely good in that, in that uh, show as, as the father. So why the guy why haven't you Gurney watched? Is very good. Why haven't you watched Children, Children of Dune? I don't. I just for whatever reason at the time I I I just didn't. I have never. I've started to read the sequel to Dune, and I never got finished with it. I just they didn't grab me as much. the 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 original book is really all I'm interested in. The rest I just kind of. I, eh. I had heard that that was really good too. So, man, some Dune fan you are. You're just. I know, I'm just a fair weather dune. <laughs> You're fan, like, no, man. I only like the first one. 
<laughs> well, okay. So the first novel was written by Herbert. I think he wrote the second and third novels. I think he wrote the original trilogy. Yeah, he did write Children. I, I don't know that he. I don't know that he intended for it to be a trilogy. I think he just wrote the first one, and then afterwards he was like, "Okay, this is popular. Maybe I'll write more." I don't. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he spent enough investment into that world that you know, just to leave it yeah. there at one book would be kind of crazy. Well, but he but he packs so much into that first book. You don't really need more than that. It's its own contained story, and. And it's enough there easily for two or three movies in that one book. So you'd have a really problem is. going back and watching the Children of Dune series because you haven't read the book. I wouldn't have a problem watching it. I just well, I mean, it wouldn't it know. wouldn't be the same, right? Because you wouldn't have any association with things that happened in a book that you read. Be, right. Well, like I said, it would just I, be I, like I, I guess somebody randomly made some Dune related thing. No, I mean, I've read most of or like half of the second book and it's still good. It just doesn't, it goes in a much different direction for me. Like it gets more of, you know, they're growing up and they're becoming, you know, royalty and they're in their new lives. And it's just, I wasn't interested in that. The, the, the story I was interested in is, is the boy who grows up thinking he's one thing, but learning he's another, but, but not you know, finding himself through that whole process the 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 relationship between the the different houses and how they're inter fighting between each other um and and the fremen who get caught up in the middle of all this and eventually fight for their freedom it's just a really cool story and the other ones just didn't interest me as much and then beyond those i think you know cuz frank he was older when he wrote these, Frank Herbert. And then I don't know if he died or if he started to write a book with his son. But since he has died, his son and another person have continued the stories. Okay. And it is my opinion from what I have read. I have not read any of them, but from what I have gleaned from other people reading them, they're not considered to be very good. No. Like now, they've kind of dropped in quality. When I had looked it up... um, I had heard that that the Children of Dune was actually book three. I think that's right. And so the series would follow. There's it. like God Emperor, Children of Dune, <sighs> Dune Messiah is the second book. I think. And I think it's Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune. I think is how. And I think I had heard God the Emperor. most good things about Children of Dune. Um, the sci. I mean, mm. the the sci-fi series that one. Like I've I've heard. Well, maybe we should find a way to watch it together. Hey, that could be good. That would I be, would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to watch the original miniseries with you together. Yeah. If I can figure out a way to, I don't know. Can I stream? I do that. I don't know. Did Did you know that uh, that one is starring a a young James McAvoy? Yes. As as what is it? Leto Atreides. I don't know anything about uh, it since I don't Paul. know the story. I believe he plays Paul. So that would be that would be interesting. I heard it was very good. I had heard recently, um, I think online somewhere, saying, "Hey, you should people should go back and watch Children of Dune sci-fi because it is." Well, now here's. So, are you going to watch these miniseries before this new movie? These new movies come out and then spoil the story for yourself. Well, would Children of Dune actually spoil anything if I watch that? Uh, that's true. That's true. That's book three. I mean, it takes place after. Yeah, actually, if you're if you said he's. This just shows what I know. 
So I always thought all the books were a continuation, but if you said you read that he plays Leto, mm-hmm. Leto is the father in the original story. Paul is the son. Leto is the father. So for a young McAvoy to play Leto in a subsequent story, it would have to be a prequel. But I don't know. Oh, I did look I up this. I, I did look this up and the and the opening paragraph said the children of Dune are two siblings, Leto and Ganima. Oh, maybe he, maybe he has a child who's, who names whose his son father is dead. Whose father, the Emperor Paul. Yes. Maudib, okay. Disappears in the wasteland. Maudib. Yep. Yeah. So is that, I mean, it is yeah. a sequel. Okay. Yeah. He, he just names his, his son after. His oh, yes. Dad. Leto like, the second. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense now. There you go. I'd, I'd, I'll track that down and watch it, and if I like it, I'll I'll add it to my collection. I haven't watched just, any uh, sci-fi channel in such a long time, like, and I don't have anything like cable. Like, I assume what it, I mean. Have you? Do they just have an app like everybody else now? Um, I think they were doing like a web player type thing for a while. I don't know. I don't even know if sci-fi is still kicking. I don't know what they're we'll doing. Have to, we will have to look into that. Well, speaking well, of, we will. Speaking of science fiction. Uh-oh, here it comes. I'm required to ask you every episode whether or not you've watched Alita Battle Angel. Even though like at this point it's just just hyping it up probably way beyond it deserves. I was constantly so, asking you if you've watched it. And I always say the same thing. I really want to watch it. It looks like something I would enjoy. I just haven't found the time. And and I tried to stream it the other day and I couldn't, it was, it was, you only could buy it. There's nowhere to rent it to stream it right now. Mm. So, uh, so I reached out to you and I said, I can't, I would love to watch it so that we can talk <laughs> about it finally. Right. And I, and I was like, I can't stream it anywhere because it's only to buy it. I'm not going to buy it having never seen it. I did. And, and, and then as it turns out, you did. I did. You bought it without me having ever seen it. And you sent me a digital copy and I was like, oh, well, thank you. Now you have to watch it. So, so I did watch it. What? I watched it yesterday (laughs) and it was pretty funny because normally I would wait until the evening to start watching a movie, but I thought we might record yesterday and I wanted to watch it prior to that. But at some point in the evening, something, you know, family came downstairs and saw me watching this movie by myself and. I'd pause it and someone was like, how come you're watching this? I said, hey, I said, this is an assignment. I need to watch this so I can discuss it with Josh on the podcast. And they were like, oh. Well. <laughs> like, well, geez, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your homework. <laughs> we, we've invented a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful future thing that we can use. Sorry, I've got to, I have to finish this game <laughs> for the podcast. Yes. Like, listen, I would love for you to play this with me right now, but I have to finish the single player campaign so we can discuss it. Okay. Have a deadline. So let's just say this. Now that we've both watched this movie and you have wanted to talk about it for so long, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say right here now, full disclosure, spoilers are going to happen. Let's it's been out long enough. I don't want to dance around it. It's fresh in my memory. Let's just talk about it. If someone's listening to this and they don't want to know what happens in Alita Battle Angel or Battle Angel Alita or whatever the heck it is, stop listening right now because Whoa. we're going to go full spoilers. Get ready, Man, go go. I don't even know if I'll if I'll remember because it is not I'll fresh. Help you it's not fresh in my mind. Although I I watched the original anime and it was one of my favorite 
one of my favorites, and so I was extremely excited about the movie adaptation. So I have never seen the original anime, and I will tell you one of the first things I thought when I was watching this movie. Now, I knew it was from an anime, but I'd never seen it. Yeah. One of the first things I thought when I was watching this was, this is some anime stuff. This is anime <laughs> as hell. <laughs> um, the scene in particular where I thought that was when she first meets, uh, his name slips my mind, the boy, the, the boy she falls in love with. Uh, Rotor? Scooter? <laughs> Roto Scooter. I like it. Let's go with that. <laughs> I don't remember. I just watched it. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Anyway, and he he's like talking to her and he's like, all right, got to go. And he goes and hops on his bike, mm-hmm. except it's not a bike. It's just one giant wheel that he just rides on. Like it's <laughs> a and I was like, OK, this is some this is an anime movie right here. Like this is it, it's also very James Cameron. Like, <laughs> yes. I I liked it. I would say I liked the movie. I don't I, I don't know that I agree with the casting of of um what is his name? Jeez. Well I don't know which character you're talking about. Gone. The dad, the doctor. Oh, uh, Christopher Waltz? Christoph Yes, Christ- Christoph Waltz. He is a phenomenal actor. I absolutely love him and everything he's ever I've ever seen him in. And he was really good in this. I just, it just didn't, he just didn't feel like he fit so in, into this very well. So in um, my impression coming from the anime was he was the best casting that they did in the entire movie. <laughs> oh. Like when I saw him first, especially when you finally see him in a, in a bit of his uh, bounty hunter outfit with his weapon. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... Oh snap! Like that is Doctor Ito. Like they, like he looks like him so much, and he like and he he's works like this so super well. quiet, like nerdy kind of reserved. I would never hurt a fly type guy, <clears throat> but he's also a bounty hunter with this rocket hammer. What? <laughs> well, it's like what? And, and my recollection of the anime was that it was more like that. Of course, if it's an anime, everything's a bit more over the top than in a, in, a, in another one. But he was also kind of undercover. So he's the fact that he goes from being kind of this quiet, soft-spoken doctor slash I don't know cyberneticist, um, and that he's actually a bounty hunter, cyber surgeon. Yeah, that, that that's kind of a, a surprise intentionally, and that, that he's a, yeah. But there's definitely a flip in, in character from that in terms of, hey, he's uh, this this movie uh, way, way, way less violent <laughs> than the anime. <laughs> I'm sure uh, my my recollection is the first time you see Ido as a bounty hunter. And I probably have this all wrong since it's been quite a while since I watched it. But there's uh, some people trying to rob people of body parts in a in a back alley and they and they rip this dude's spine out of his body to to sell it later and then dr ito comes in and takes care of them but it was uh yeah they don't do anything uh, like that in this no in the movie he's she thinks he's the one who's been attacking people because he comes home he's injured one night and so she's like it's him he's the one he's sneaking in and out at night he's the one hurting all these people Uh, so she follows him and she sees 
what she thinks uh, that he's ambushing uh, an Android person, a cyber cybernetic person and go to steal, you know, hurt her and steal her, her cyborg parts or whatever. <clears throat> so she intervenes. And then that's when she realizes, no, you have it backwards. He was actually, he's the, the bounty hunter and, and they're the criminals. And it was like, Oh, I do like the whole sub subtext of the bounty hunter world. I wish it would have delved more into that. I would like to see more of that undercover bounty hunter world. Like she goes into that bar at one point. Yeah. Um, it's full of bounty. They were like, Oh, that's a bounty hunter bar. You can't go in there. She's like, well, I'm a bounty hunter now. Uh, and of course she walks in and they all pick on her because she's, she's just this, like, you know, yeah. girl, like, what is she going to do? And then she completely like mops the floor with all of them. And it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> I would like to see more of that aspect of the world. Definitely. They did just enough to serve the story, but I would love to get into that some more. The thing that I had a beef with the most was the, um, was it the roller ball or scooter ball or oh yeah, motor, motor ball, whatever it is. There was, was quite a bit of that. They, they, they play it on the street with friends and that's cool. And she sees it on the TV and that's cool. And the dads or Ito's like, don't get involved in that. Don't waste your life on that. <clears throat> we learn later why he doesn't want to be involved with it. Cause he doesn't want to. You know, it's yeah. it's all a scam or whatever. But she goes from that to then she's going to do these tryouts, right? Because they're trying to set her up to 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 take her down, and everything's going along, and she's she's on this quest to find that whatever the big guy's name was to find him, to track him down because she knows that he's the one that's been hurting these people and has endangered her friend and caused all these problems and attacked her and everything else. And it's like this big vendetta thing. She goes to the bounty hunters and she tries to recruit them to help her. And it's this big climactic fight and, Oh, it's all this horrible thing. And so you're building up along this storyline. And then when that doesn't work or like that doesn't turn out how she thought it was, it's like they do an abrupt 180. It's like, I'm going to go be a pro roller blader now. And she just goes off and does this presumably to raise money or something to, to, to make, I don't know. It just felt really awkward. I thought like, wait, 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 it's been wait, a while, were, but I thought that there was a lead into that, like as to why she was doing that to, to well, find some information or something. Um, but I didn't pick up on that. I thought it was purely to, Help her friend get to that floating city or whatever. Oh, that might have been. That might have been where she because that, that was his dream was to get up there, and she she was like, "Well, I wasn't able to." You know, and then they try to kill. Her. Find my way to the head bad guys or whatever. I wasn't able to work my way up the chain. That didn't work out for me. So I'll just instead focus on giving you your dream, which is to make it up there. And to do that, I will play motorball and I will I will win and. Of course, that ends up being a setup, and and a whole that whole thing falls apart. I'll, um, I'll have to watch that again. I I thought that there was more lead in to that, um, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just for that. Although it still wasn't my favorite part, I do think that it was. It probably felt like a requirement to to put Motorball into the movie um, because I think it was a part of oh yeah of the manga and the anime. Um, well, and it, and it creates some extremely exciting moments in the movie for sure. Like it's fun to watch them do that. You just got to take a CG break now and then. 
the only the only other criticism I might have, and again, this is probably a result of it, of its source material, is they do a really good job of show, playing her up as the underdog, right? Like nobody takes her seriously because she's just this little, yeah, you know, teenage kid or whatever. <clears throat> and all these other cyborgs are like huge and hulking, whether they're the racers or the bounty hunters or whatever. They're tough and they're mean uh, and they don't take her seriously. And then she completely just like mops the floor with all of them every time. It's it's the fact that she does it every time. It's like they constantly set her up to be the underdog and then she completely outclasses all of them. It's like, OK, we get it. I want to see her be not able to completely destroy the room every single time. Yeah. And I do think that that's not in that is not in her kind of character or the or the original story, which they, we, they kind of, exp- it's, it's always set up to where she's essentially lost her memory. So she doesn't know who she is and that she has all right. these abilities, but she still has them all instinctually and she'll kick in. And it turns out, yeah, she's way, she's way more awesome than all of they, them. And that's because she's right. got, she's got that ancient future tech. No, she's yeah, like Martian tech or whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, what is how many? How old was that supposed to, supposed to be? Like a thousand, three hundred years. Yeah, three hundred years old. Um, yep. I thought that aspect was cool, and that they didn't like. There's so many neat aspects, like you say, like the bounty hunters, and even even that history and the fact that she's got she's an amazing cyborg that is essentially three hundred years old, um, and and that you just barely learn about that. I mean, all of those things seem like they would be more fascinating to delve into than motorball. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there's limited and time in a movie. Really, they don't really, there's no good payoff for why she's trying to get to, was it Vector? Whatever his name was, uh, Venom, the, the guy of the cloud city. That's the puppet master for yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, I think it was. Like it's clear from her flashbacks that he was the enemy 300 years ago that they were trying to take out. And it's clear from her current situation that he is the one causing all of the problems. And so she feels the need while I was fighting him before, I'm going to have to do it again. Clearly he's the one I need to take out, but they don't really ever say why. And, and and they obviously they left it on a huge cliffhanger with him in the city. He takes off his glasses and it's Ed Norton. And Oh yeah. He was the one that was controlling vector the whole time. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, no, you're right. That's to me. That's the other big thing. Is clearly the people who made this, which I guess Cameron, but they clearly were expecting to make another movie or two. Yeah, <laughs> and and the fact that it's there and you don't know, are they gonna make another one of these? Because it feels like the way that they set the whole thing up. Like now, you kind of need one. I mean, y- mm-hmm. yes, they did follow through with a an opening and a story and they did have kind of a conclusion and a victory and, and a cliffhanger. But even though they had all that, it it did all come together feeling like, yeah, but this seems like you're, you're going somewhere that you don't go. And, and that maybe you planned that the whole time and now maybe it'll never happen. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They definitely, definitely feels like they had intended it for a sequel. But, (laughs) But I had fun with it. It was interesting. And um, yeah, it was it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. 
it's not the, it's not the most serious. I mean, obviously, if you go, you can. There are, I think there's a there's a book and there's the original cartoon. If you if you're a person that can, you know, can stomach some anime, some people can't. Uh, that one's that one's good. And I, and I feel like again, it's been a long time since I watched the original one. Like probably, ooh, I bet I watched that around the year two thousand. <laughs> The only anime I can ever remember watching and, and, and liking, and liking is a term I use loosely here because it was very weird, <laughs> was Ghost in the Shell, the original one. Yeah. That was one <clears> of even my now favorites. watching it, it's like, it's like, this is odd. It's, um, well, some of those are so foreign too, just in their, every, like they're so distinctly Japanese and, yeah. and in that time period that not only are they doing something foreign, like a sci-fi and set in the future, but they're also doing it from a different perspective, from a different like society than and culture. Like so, that it mm-hmm. all comes together being much more foreign than, than it might have been otherwise. Yeah, I, uh, I do recall I, I just, that there being more focus on bounty hunter stuff and and those things um, in in the original source and in the original anime movie. But I, my understanding is that even the anime movie doesn't go into so, any- Was it just an anime movie or was it a comic book series also? Was it a TV series? Like a, so it was a, a, like a, it was a manga. So basically a graphic novel. Um, I don't remember how, right. I don't remember how big it was. Um, but it was a, it was a serial, uh, manga that I think ran for like five years or so. Okay. So they had a lot longer to dig into the story than a two hour movie. Yeah. And then they did like a two episode thing, um, back in, I think it's 93 that they, that they made that. Uh, and that comprises the, the anime. I think what I saw was the both parts combined into, into one thing. So it does have a lot more detail and a lot more story, but I think that the concepts are diff- interesting. I've never been a fan of, you know, um, rollerball roller derby so don't don't particularly love motorball but uh yeah but i like so many aspects of of it i love the the sci-fi aspect of it and the cyborg and the bounty hunters and i think it's a it's pretty fun world that they could do they could probably make a a a more interesting movie i think maybe kind of makes me wonder if james cameron is just like he's he's just stuck in his head about making things that are huge and expansive and so maybe he'll get to make another battle angel, but he's, they're supposedly making avatar two and three right now. And and they're going to be making like five or six of them. So why, where are they going to get the time to do another <clears throat> the avatar? Doesn't need another sequel. It doesn't need anything. It was fine the way it was. My understanding is he always wanted to, to do that. Like it's his dream pet project. And so I think basically, okay, if you're going to say, if you're as old as James Cameron and you're saying, I want to make six of these, I think you're saying, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life is live in, right. live in this world. I made up. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just want to make these movies. I'm good. <clears throat> yeah. I think he likes the technology of, of tr- or trying to figure out the technology of making the, that type of movie too. I think that isn't in, uh, cause his movies are always high tech in some way, even if they don't appear to be like Titanic was very high tech because of all the CG that it used and the way that it used it. Yeah. Um, even though it's a period film and it doesn't look, it's not futuristic, it's not cyborgs and 
machines and stuff, but I think he likes the technical side of it. I think he likes those challenges. And so avatar probably works for that. So yeah, battle angel Alita. I've watched it. There you go. We can finally stop talking about this. Check that off, man. Um, now the question I have for you is, did you watch the expanse? No, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. That's pretty close. I held up my end of the deal. No, no, I held up my end of the deal. Yeah. I mean, I think it's taken you. I mean, I think the amount of time that it's taken you and the fact that it required me to buy it for you um, gives me a little extra time. <laughs> wow. That's that's called a, an epic defense. <sighs> uh, I would say the time that it's taken me, you could have watched The Expanse twice by now. That's probably true. but I, All the way through. It's four I th- seasons. I think my movie commitment that was related to Alita was Zero Theorem. But, oh, was it? But you had kind of warned me recently that, yeah. that that maybe that was maybe that's not the movie you want to watch right now. It's kind of depressing. That it was, yeah, that it was kind of kind depressing. Of dark. But yeah, Expanse. Oh, now was I right? I, really I mean, Alita was not Expanse. depressing, right? No, it wasn't. It was. It was. Uh, the ending was in that the ending wasn't there. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. It just wasn't. It was kind of like, and the battle continues. Uh, yeah, that was very much how it ended. Was and next time, like, wait, where's the next time? I don't. Is there a next time? What's that guy's name? Ed Screen or whatever. He's he's good at being creepy. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know. Remember, All I know that, that, is that uh, you know who I'm talking about. The bounty hunter with like the katana, the straight edge katana, that tries to ca- cause all the trouble. In the in battle, angel? yeah, that has like the mohawk or, or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember his yeah. name. I can't remember. Now, I did hear that um, that the movie was, uh, I think the the highest grossing film for for whoever was involved in making it. Um, Robert Rodriguez, I think, for that producer. Oh yeah. So maybe it'll still exist. I think the problem is that the studio got bought and and the rights to to that movie now are owned by Disney. <laughs> of course. As, as we've talked I mean, about a million times. Ev- everything is owned by Disney. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? In fact, in fact I would not be surprised to learn if one day this podcast was owned by Disney in some fashion. They'll own the rights to the publication. Yeah. They'll own the rights. They'll to say, the- oh, you said the word Disney. It's like, well, we, we actually bought the U.S. birth certificate um, facility, and we own all the birth certificates for everybody in America, so... Anything you do, anything you do is ours. Wow. I think that's what's coming. That's what's coming next. They're like, so what platform do you release that podcast on? Oh, well, we own that platform. <clears throat> well, Disney, we release that podcast on all platforms. Yes, we Disney own them. Plus. Oh. Well, that's true. Yeah. Does Disney yes, this actually. podcast coming to Disney Plus. Since this is on Apple, Apple Podcasts, maybe they do already own it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so uh, Sonic was fun. Yeah, what'd you think about that? I liked it. Spoilers for Sonic coming Sonic up. Sonic spoilers. Um, I thought they did a great job at making a Sonic movie way better than I thought. Um, yes. Almost more than I thought Sonic deserved, even though I'm a fan of Sonic. <laughs> I was like, you guys really did it. Like, you really... I mean, obviously, they, they took a little creative liberty with the rings, but I thought that worked, and they used that to enable more Sonic stuff, like, for you to... Hey, look... There's the pyramids and there's France and there's basically all these landscapes that you typically see 
in a Sonic game that they go through. And the only thing I didn't get from that Sonic movie that I wanted uh, was him being underwater and hearing the music going, man, having to like get a breath of air and and having everybody in the theater be like super anxious. And they could have snuck that in. Now there was a part where he, he tries to go to what is it? San Francisco um, real quick. And then comes back and he's all wet and has a fish on his head. I mean, maybe there's a, there's maybe there's a cut scene in there where he actually hits the lake. And, you know, almost drowns and gets out and then gets back. Um, I thought uh, I was, I understood why they did it. And thematically, if the way they did it fit into the movie, but I was like, near, near the end of the movie when they're about to have the showdown versus Eggman, which I liked that they snuck in both names that he was actually Dr. Robotnik, but because he made all those egg shaped robots, Sonic called him Eggman. Plus he had mm-hmm. a bald head. So I thought that was humorous way to to address both of those things. So when he was in about to do the final battle, like I lean over and I'm like, every Sonic game, and at least the three D ones, it, the final boss battle has to end with Sonic going Super Sonic. Like that's that's how the that's how the games do it. So that's how the that's how this has to shake out. And then he basically does, but he does not turn yellow. And supersonic is no, yellow. No, he's just get the blue. Yep. Supersonic's supposed to be yellow. I understand. No, they... Whatever. They did the thing at the end of that movie that I like in movies in general, uh, which is the main character is... is uh, the. It goes back to the Gurney Halleck thing before, right? I, I like characters. I like things in movies. Maybe this says a lot about me. I don't know. Maybe this is like some weird thing that I have in my head. I really like it when the main character is the type that wouldn't normally hurt anyone, but could if they needed to. Mm-hmm. And then something happens where their friends or their family is threatened or something. And they like turn that corner of like, all right, now I'm mad. And everybody else is like, Ooh, like you crossed a line is, in the sand. Uh, yeah. Like, and everybody else, except for the bad guy, everybody else is like, you, you you don't want to make him mad. Like, what are you doing? Like he, there was that moment at the end of the Sonic movie when Robotnik is doing the thing and the big showdown's happening and Sonic just like turns that corner and he, uh, his eyes shift and you're like, oh, you're in trouble. You've screwed up. (laughs) Like you just like, yep, Robotnik's, he's toast because Sonic's like, all right, buddy, now I'm done. Now the game is over. Let's do this. And I kind of got like goosebumps watching it. I I I, I like any any and, ba- and he bounced it around. Yep. <laughs> um, I didn't keep track. Did he only hit him three times? Because you're supposed to hit Robotnik three times. Nah, I'm before pretty sure he hit him up. a whole bunch of times, <laughs> <laughs> like a um, dozen times. What did you think of Jim Carrey in that movie? I thought Jim Carrey was a was a great. I mean, doc, yeah, I thought he was a great Doctor Robotnik. I mean, I feel like you don't ever really see much of Dr. Robotnik. I mean, I've never watched any of the cartoons they've tried to make. Um, but I've never seen, you know, you only see him flying in the ships and like laughing with his mustache. Like, I don't, so I don't feel like there's a whole lot of established character for him in, in the world that I've seen. Not much. Like he's not a huge part of the story, but I thought that Jim Carrey did a great one. And I thought it was hilarious. Also, that they did the after credit scene where 
<laughs> he has his mustache grown out and he's now I'm, I I know I, I asked one person what they thought and they did not appreciate uh, Jim Carrey as much because they said Jim Carrey was way too Jim Carrey. <laughs> well, no, that's that's what I loved about it, though. I was like, I thought that was a great. He's like, oh, but that was I don't like Jim Carrey. And that was so. Oh, well, Jim OK. <laughs> if, if you don't like Jim Carrey, but I liked it because it was like a return to form for him. Right. Like he had been away from cinema and stuff for so long. And that type of, you know, being himself that way. It was really, really nice to see that kind of come back. And I thought he did it really good without being too over the top. Yeah, because I don't think he was as over the top as some of his older roles. Oh, no, he's done way more. But the character itself just fits. It fits within his style and his wheelhouse so well. He he really sold it on the idea that I'm smarter than you. I know I'm smarter than you. Shut up and just leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Like that whole persona, like he nailed it. It was really good. Um, I'm trying to think. It was one scene in particular, and I'm trying to remember. I think they were like in the police station, and the the guy who answers the phones was there, and he was. They were talking to him or interviewing him, and then as they were leaving, Jim Carrey's like, "You just keep sitting there and and being you, Sless." And like it <laughs> walks out. I cracked up laughing. I was like, "I'm so gonna steal that line. That's a great line." <laughs> You just keep being you, Sless. <laughs> yeah, that one was very funny. That was a that was a good line. It was good. I mean, I don't think the bar scene. Uh, I think the suspension of disbelief went um, yeah real far. The bar scene went on for too long. Well, it was it. The fact that he was in disguise and it was not much of a disguise, and then also nobody ever cares or reacts to the fact that there's yep yeah that that was just. Because the rest of the movie seemed like they were not playing up that. They weren't like, he's not normal. <laughs> Nobody's expecting him to be there. He's not from Earth. Yeah. And so to have that entire Everybody scene. else he meets. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It, it just felt really out of place. It almost felt like it was from a slightly different. It, it felt like maybe that was like from an original script that they scrapped and and that just got left in or something yeah it didn't fit you're right it totally doesn't fit it was the only but it was the only scene in the movie where they actually demonstrate like how fast he can be like he can be right. so fast that it's basically like freezing time and so if you're right and that was kind of a a leftover part i can imagine them just being where it's like well we can't <laughs> we can't cut that that's the only part that's the only part where we're really like we really sell how fast he is in this one. Well, we have to come up with something he, completely new. Like, the part where he dashes away from the truck, he's gone for two seconds and he comes back with the fish on his head and he was in San Francisco. Well, he tried, but he just, but he just tried to get there. And also the fact that but, they well, say he's 300 miles, he can go 300 miles an hour is what they clock him at. Like, so I feel like it's yeah. that scene that says, well, that's not 300 miles an hour. That's something completely ridiculous. I think my yeah, like he's going way fast. I think my other and and uh, hey, you know, it's it's I'm sure it's a kids' movie. It's supposed to be for kids, so you can only dig into it so far. You can for me, I dig into it from the standpoint of being a fan of Sonic, but not an uber fan where I watch the TV shows. Break down the physics of the Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm glad that Sonic doesn't look like a creepy blue monster like like they had him before. So that's good. So. Did you pick up on the not so subtle dig at uh, Mario? Maybe not. 
because I didn't either until I got home and I was reading something and somebody brought it up and I was like, oh, totally. <laughs> so it, it comes up a couple of different times in the movie. One is the post credits scene. Okay. That's my clue. Oh, is it the mushroom world? Yeah, it's the fact he's like, oh, I don't want the only other place I could go is this creepy world full of mushrooms. <laughs> I had never, I did it's not think about that. Uh, and I don't know that the movie, I was trying the, the to connect that to Sonic, the movie. I was trying to, I was like, where does that fit into the whole? Yeah. Well, I, I don't game. think that's supposed to be like the actual mushroom kingdom, but I think they're just making a subtle dig at, cause it's Mario and Sonic, right? Those are always, the I don't know. Games. It might be. I mean, now that you mentioned that, it definitely seems, fe- seems so, feasible. <clears throat> on that note, the post credit scene, uh, I had a feeling when he got teleported there, that there was going to be a post credit scene. And I got very, very excited in the theater because I knew it was a world full of mushrooms and I know mushrooms can be poisonous sometimes. Right. I mean, not good for you. And plus it's an alien world. Who knows what they're going to be like? I was really hoping in the post credit scene to see two things. I got one of them. One was the big crazy mustache, which we definitely got. Like he went fully insano on the, on the mushroom planet. But I really wanted him to like eat a mushroom like because he's starving. He doesn't have any food. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to eat this mushroom. And he eats it. And I wanted to see him like balloon up <laughs> into like the egg shape egg man that we know. Like that's what I was waiting for. And it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Huh. But it could have so easily. But then it would be harder. Then he would have to be all CG and weird. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to commit to that for right. a sequel because it definitely seemed like they were wanting the option of a sequel. I agree with the uh, intro that they did. Definitely made you feel like it was the first movie in a ongoing series of Sega property movies. You know, a Sega universe oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah. movies. Um, yep. I kind of got excited about that. I was like, I immediately was like, ooh, what other movies are they going to do? I don't, yeah, I don't know what movies they really could pull off, but on the other hand, I don't think anybody would have thought you could pull off a Sonic movie that was decent. Um, I know. So it was, it was surprisingly good. So they pulled, I will probably add it to our collection at some point. I, I did think that I wasn't in, I wasn't, wasn't super happy with James Marsden. Um, I, I felt like out of everybody in the movie, like he, besides James, James, besides Jim Carrey, he's one of the, he was the big name in the movie next to, I guess the Sonic voice. But, um, I felt like he did not, he did not play it serious. Like he was, he just seemed like he was hamming it up more than anybody else was. I mean, obviously Dr. Bonnick's supposed to ham it up a bit, but, um, I, I found, I found that a little bit. Him a little, the way that he portrayed his character to be slightly more annoying than it should. He was, have been. He was a little too John Arbuckle Garfield for me. It was like a little too, yeah, yeah, a little too on the nose, a little too just didn't feel like he kind of fit. Yeah, it was weird. Almost like he was trying to be in a comedy movie, but he doesn't have comedy chops. But he didn't need to. But he's not a comedy character. Like right, he was. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem. For, for me, if, if I had any problem with him, it would be he was just there. Like, it didn't feel like anything special. Like, they could have put any actor in that yeah. role and made it work. And, and maybe made it better, because I felt like he maybe just didn't connect with the idea of being a small-town cop, besides in a really trying to make it a humorous perspective. 
You know who would have been great in that role, especially if it wasn't a kid's movie, especially if this was a movie that was maybe aimed at an older audience? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd have had right? to been he had to been way more of a part of the movie, right? Well, maybe not. Yeah, put Ryan Reynolds in that role. <laughs> I mean, he's already been Pikachu. Come on. I know. Huh. All right. Well, I wanted to. Sh- so since we're basically this is just movie cast now. Oh, we're uh, done. One Back last one that I want to talk about here. Huh? Back to games. Back to video games. Nope. Uh, we aren't playing any video games right now. We talked about the only video game that we've been playing for the last month. <laughs> what? Um, Animal Crossing. And you said that there's really nothing interesting to talk about. So we're talking about movies. I mean, there could be. I moved my house on top of the mountain. There, that is interesting. See? There is one other movie that we watched recently. Um, it came out on Disney Plus a week or so ago. Oh, that sounds that like the new Pixar movie. Onward. Called Onward. Oh man. Now I won't I won't spoil this one because I don't think you've watched I it. I haven't. Yet. Is it something that you intend to watch? Yeah, I think so. Although I have to admit, out of all the Pixar movies that I've seen trailers to, this is the one where I watched it and thought Oh, that looks cool. I don't know when I'll want to watch it. And that was just because it seemed really sad. (laughs) So I will say two things about that comment. One, I completely agree with you. Watching the trailers, I thought, "Mm, that looks interesting. Don't know that I really care. The second thing that I will say is now that I have watched it, that is probably one of my top two Pixar movies. I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Did you find that it was fun? It was fun. Did it have a good balance of of whatever drama? Yes. (laughs) Yes, the actors were great. I really like Chris Pratt also. So it was, the acting was really good. Hey, Star-Lord and Spider-Man. and Chris Pratt. I know, it was great. Um, It was sad. There were three, for me, three very distinct moments where the room got very dusty all of a sudden. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, some of it may be in, amplified by the fact that I am a dad and it is a, a movie about their dad that may have played into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So people who aren't parents maybe won't impact them as much, but it did me. Uh, it's a Pixar movie though. Yeah. I, I really feel like that's like a hallmark of Pixar movies, especially since up like right. other old Pixar movies before up might have had tender moments, might've had sad moments, up was the turning point. Up was the movie where it was like, oh, they're inten- they're trying to make me cry now. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I still to this day cannot watch the first like 30 or 40 minutes of Up because it's just like I can't it's hard to watch for me. It's very good, but it's really hard to watch. I think the most tearful movie that they have made, obviously I haven't watched Onward, was actually Coco. I have not seen Coco. Oh. I need to watch You that like one. music. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't think that was a Pixar movie. Was it? It's a Pixar Disney movie. Yeah. Pixar was involved. I didn't realize that. I thought, I thought that was a Disney animation studios or somebody else or a, a, not a, uh, not this. Uh, geez. What's the other one? DreamWorks. I thought it was a DreamWorks movie. No, nope, but it's a Disney. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It is, it is but... a Disney Pixar movie. Um, okay. It's very good. I didn't realize that. It is. Um, it's about the little boy with the guitar, right? And the the and the Deus de la Muerta stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is probably the most 
touching like heartstrings movie that I've seen. Them really? Make. Yeah. See, there was not I when I saw confused. that movie the first time. There was nobody had dry eyes by the end of it. <laughs> okay. Well, now I definitely don't want to watch it. <laughs> but you should. I always get that one in my mind confused with Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, okay. I think it's just called Kubo and the Two Strings. I got it confused with a, Book of Life, which is a separate, a separate. I have uh, no idea what that is. That's a separate animation that's also about the Day of the Dead, <laughs> but it's that. But it is like DreamWorks or whatever. Um, you should, you should. I would, I would recommend Onward. I think it's very good. It's very well made. I know they're good at making emotional things, and even the trailer looked emotional. And and maybe partly it's mm-hmm. also related to the fact that I feel like it might be, um, like. It's a personal story from them, you know, if you hear the guy that made the movie, because he... I think all of their movies are. But I mean, he had lost his dad and those things and the struggles that he went through. Well, then that definitely helps sell it, because it feels very genuine. It feels... It doesn't feel like someone just wrote a story about that topic. It feels like whoever wrote it has lived it, and so there you go. So I think I'm also concerned that I will... That it'll be more emotional for me. Because oh. <laughs> because of that, so I'm like, oh, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I don't know You're if I right. Could do it. Um, no, it's a good point. I didn't think about that angle at all. Well, so, and it may yeah, be, maybe. and it may be irrelevant, but it did make me think like I might have a harder time with this than other people. <laughs> That's a good point. No, I I totally didn't think about that. But it also uh, might mean that I like it more than other people. Like, could be and i fully anticipate other people would look at me and go that's one of your favorite pixar movies what is wrong with you something about it just just struck me i really liked it i mean and there are a lot of pixar movies that i absolutely adore like the incredibles the original cars uh toy stories are always good but i don't have a i don't have a soft spot for the toy story movies like other people do um what's some other good pixar movies that i'm just not thinking of up of course which i don't I'm not a, a huge fan of that one. It's okay. It's too, it's too sad. Inc. Again, not my, huh? It's too sad. It's too sad. And it's just, I don't know. The story isn't. You're all about cars, right? I did like cars. Um, I think one of my favorites the of first theirs one. is Ratatouille. I never saw Ratatouille. You I never, never saw one. Ratatouille? Uh-uh. Wow. The one that I could forget the, is um, the good dinosaur. I think I've seen all of them. Uh, that one's not great either. I think I could I could just forget monsters and the monsters Inc. ones are okay. I like the Incredibles Again, a lot. Of my favorites. I would say the Incredibles is definitely up there for me, no question. And I, I really, thought I was going to like the vibe of it. Yeah, and I thought I was going to like Brave more than I actually do. <laughs> Brave. That thank you. That was one I was thinking of. I love Brave. I really like that one. The problem that I have with Brave is that I think I just would have preferred I would have preferred that movie exist with all of those characters and it not be about bears. <laughs> like, obviously you'd have to completely redo the entire movie, but the fact that it was about, you know, magical bear transformations and that dominated a large part of the movie. Like I felt like that just was such a, it's such an interesting aesthetic and it's such an interesting region and world. And I felt like I didn't, I didn't get all that you could get out of that sort of scenery and lore um, it was just focused on bears. So I hope they make another one. I don't know if they are making another one. They sh- I mean, I'm looking, I have to, I'm going to look here and see what other ones I miss. Oh, Wally. 
Wally. I liked Wally a lot. That's that's another one I'm trying to think of. It's funny when I watched yeah, that movie the Wally. first time after it was over, I I came away feeling like it was a silent movie. Now the kids, Wally. Yeah, the kids have since watched. It. I was like, man, there's like no dialogue on this movie. It's like really. Oh, Finding Nemo. Interesting. That was that was yeah, up there. The fish movies. You know, you got the fish yeah, movies. Finding the Nemo. Movies, the toy. Wally. Onward. Incredibles. Brave is up there. I know this is more than like three. Did you ever watch Inside Out? I did. I really liked Inside Out quite a bit. Inside Out was good. Mm-hmm. You missed Coco. We've already established that. I need to watch Coco. Um, do, do, do. I'm just looking through a list You're here. Through a whole of list stuff. of Pixar movies. And this list has all their short films in it too, which I really, I wanted to skip those. I don't want to. You don't want to go through all to, of those? I'm getting confused over which ones are which. You're like, are these real movies? I mean, I, see, I think you went a, through them all. The, yeah, I think we've been through them all. There's um, there's a short cartoon that I swore was Pixar, but it's clearly not. It must be some other studio that does the short story, short cartoons before their their features. And I cannot remember what it is. And I I have been through all of the Pixar short stories, and I can't find it. So it's it, and and it's not a 3D thing. So why would it be Pixar? It's a 2D like pencil sketch animation style about this guy and he's in an office building. It's a paper airplane and he, the paper airplane. Yeah. That yeah. And like the girl it. across the, I thought it was, thank you. But I can never freaking find it. Cause I've seen that. Multiple that is my times. favorite short cartoon that they have done. I love that one so much. Is it just called the paper airplane? I don't know. I know I've seen it several times. Um, Pixar Paper Airplane short right there. Yeah. Yep. It's called the, it's called Paper Man. Paper Man. Did it say what movie it came with? Because you also missed Moana in your list. Or I guess that's a Disney movie now, huh? I mean, I, Pixar's, they've merged. So a lot of the movies they're doing are joint ventures. It's just, I love the, I love the, the message of that short one. I love the style of it, the way it's animated, the way it looks. I absolutely, that is my favorite one. Um, which one did it? Well, it's 2012. Oh, it was with Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, so it's Disney. I I still think, yeah. I still think that Pixar probably made it, but I guess they're the same company now. Yeah, they always were. Yeah, it's Walt Disney Studios is who it's credited to, not Pixar. But when you Google Pixar paper, it fills it in for you. So I guess a lot of people consider it Pixar. Hey, they're they're the same now. I, I very much doubt that there's any, you know, CG movie that Disney does <laughs> that Pixar isn't involved with to some degree. I just love the fact that it's the same thing with Bungie, right? Pixar starts independent. They get bought by Disney. They are now a Disney studio. They make a whole bunch of movies for Disney. <clears throat> and then eventually they get big enough. They get popular enough. They go, look, we're done. We've... We've fulfilled our role as your studio. We want to do our own thing. And Disney says, okay, you're free. You're here. You go. You're free to go out of your contract. Go be your own independent studio. And Pixar says, yes, we could go do any, anything we want. Any movie we want. Now we are completely free to do whatever we want. We have the skills, the technology and the money. We could do whatever we want. 
We're not tied to Disney anymore. And what is the first movie they make after that? This is a Disney movie. And since then, they just, they've made nothing, but they've just, they work with Disney and they make movies for Disney. Which studio? <laughs> it's the same thing with Bungie, right? Bungie was their own independent studio. They get bought by Microsoft. They make all these Halo games. <laughs> they get big, popular, powerful, very technologically experienced. They finally go to Microsoft and they go, look, we're tired of making Halo. We want to do something else. Microsoft says, awesome. You're free of your contract. Go be your own studio. Bungie says, yes. Yes, we can go make any game we want. We are not tied to Halo anymore. Let's go make a sci-fi space shooter. <laughs> but I think the thing that that shows you, though, I'm like what are you doing? I think that that shows you, though, is that what they what you want free of is is the corporate control because I guess because yeah. I think that they weren't able to make Halo the way they wanted to make Halo. They thought it was going to be enabling. Like we've got this big company backing us. We got this money. Like now we're going to really be able to do whatever we want because we got the money. And then it turns out, ah, but you don't get to call the shots anymore. <laughs> and so you don't get to make <laughs> right. things the way and you don't get to decide when things are released and you don't get to decide those things. And you're going to, and suddenly the entire environment is different because you might be getting forced to, you know, Hey, you're releasing on this day and this is when you have to do it. And if you were independent, you might say, well, it's not ready. So it's not going to release, you know, we're going to, we're going to hold out. But then you can't do that anymore because you're not in charge. <laughs> so I think that they wanted to Speaking, make a certain Halo. They couldn't because they had people in no, charge. And, and, and I'm, I don't dislike the stuff that Pixar has done since then. And I don't dislike Destiny that Bungie has done. I just think it's, it's funny. Now, Pixar wasn't Disney, right? About, Pixar was what's that? owned by, George, uh, by Lucasfilms. And then they split off. Pixar started, yes, Pixar was originally an offshoot of ILM. Yeah. And then they spun off Lucasfilms, like uh, spin them off into their own company. They became Pixar. They were independent. Then they got bought by Disney when Disney saw what they were capable of because they did some short films and Disney's like, oh, we're having that. And so <laughs> Disney bought them up. They became a Disney studio and the rest is history. Yep. They, um, but yeah, Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs yeah. bought them from ILM and was like, "It's time to make toy movies." Yep. yep. Yeah, it was. It was a bunch of guys at ILM playing around with computers after hours, trying to make animations for CG stuff, like for for films. And then I think a couple of them were probably animators, and they started getting good at it. And they're like, oh, let's see if we can make like our own film just in the computer. I'm sure the people and originally they, back, you know, at the parent company thought, hey, this is a lot of expensive equipment that doesn't produce anything that we'll probably use in movies and um, just didn't have the foresight to understand, you know, how it would evolve over time. Sure. Because now it rules <sighs> the world like you. I like to watch the uh, the videos with my kids and stuff that show. Uh, and I think that it's important too, but that show the the process in making the films and like, hey, look, here's what it looks like before we added all the effects, you know. So situations like the the last Marvel movie, um, the Infinity War movie, where they show they've got all these guys are you know the the team is going, they're gonna like travel back in time, they go up on the time machine to, to warp away, and they're like, all right, and turns out the only thing real in this entire scene is their faces. <laughs> Like we replace their bodies and there's like, turns out it is cheaper to make digital suits 
than to hire a company <laughs> or pay seamstresses and artists to actually produce suits that people can wear. <laughs> so that's funny that you say that because that makes me think of the Mad Max movie that came out a few years back, oh, yeah. which was a fantastic movie, by the way, that nobody thought was going to be good. They were like, oh, really? Another Mad Max movie? Like, how? what did we do? And then it was amazing. Um, He did most of the... Oh, Stuff stunt cracking. work in that movie for real. Yeah. Like he blew up real cars. He crashed real cars and they asked him why they said, why when you have all this CG technology, why would you do this for real? He said, one, it's just more fun. And two, the main reason he said it was actually way, way cheaper to do it for real. He says, it looks better. It's way more fun. And it was a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Because trying to do all of this in this in the computer would have been maybe faster, but probably not, but definitely more expensive for that kind of movie. Now, what you're talking about with the Marvel things where you're dealing with things that aren't necessarily in reality, right? You're going, you know, time travel and it's warping effects and it's all this other stuff. Sure. Can't really do that for real. You can crash and blow up cars for real. I do wonder how much of that is is also just a product of the time. Like as Certainly, as time goes on, not only do the stuff, the digital stuff get easier and faster, but they also get cheaper as they go on. Right. But, well, I mean, that movie's not that old. So, I, I mean, it's not like CG wasn't good enough then to do it. It certainly oh, was. Oh, sure. They but used I mean, a lot of CG in that movie, but it was all, it was mainly to like edit out like the safety harnesses and stuff that the actors were wearing and things like that. That's primarily what they use the CG for. Um, to add in like the giant sandstorms and to do color corrections and stuff like that. But the actual cars and the crashing and that, that was all a hundred percent real. Oh yeah. But I still bet like in five years, the monster trucks in the five and, years since then, that it has probably still gotten substantially oh, sure. faster and cheaper. It's kind of a sad thing though, because it could be, it could end up, you know, in, in some ways the end of an era where there are no, you know, like, like the outfits that the that the cast wore during during that scene and some other scenes, there's no suit of it. Like there's nothing. There's no prop for somebody to own. Like yeah, that's the original scene. That's the Adam Savage <laughs> is gonna lose it. Yeah, there's there's none of those things. So, but he's got skills where he can just make his, a replica. That's what you'll have. You'll have people fine. making the replicas, right? Or doing those things. That's already an industry, as as it turns out. It is. It's crazy though, sir. But we've done it. We've we've wrapped up. We have we have overdone it. I would say. Well, maybe. I mean, once this is Listen, edited down, there is some animals to be crossed before I go to bed. And, Ooh, and you're this lucky. is this is we need to do this. I have to do a deployment in about twenty minutes, so that's fun. Oh, well, that's that's fun for you. I was actually going actually I probably won't play any Animal Crossing. I recently purchased a, a subscription to like an online course. That's not really a course, but it's a, a, a it's a site that has a bunch of resources for like audio mixing what? and audio engineering. But you haven't stuff. finished Game Pass. <laughs> Got to finish one subscription before you start another. <laughs> Whatever. So <laughs> I, I did this. It's just like a three month subscription. I just wanted to try it out. And I am like knee deep in watching all these videos and I am loving it. It is so good. The The first series that I'm watching they have like five different engineers 
uh, all at different times. They weren't like in the same room or anything, you know, in their respective studios. They literally hand them the song, the session file of this record, the song that was just recorded by some artist. Mm -hmm. They've never heard the song before. They get to bring up the session just like they had just been hired to mix a song. And they're like, okay, go. We're going to record your entire process. No edits in the video. Start to finish. Show us what, how you do everything. And it's, you know, they spend the first 20 minutes just setting up the file and getting the colors the way they want and getting the templates set up the way that they like. And they explain some explain it better than others, but they go through all that. And then as they're going through their process, they're explaining why they're doing this and why they're changing that and what they're thinking about. And it's like sitting in the room with them while they're working on this stuff. And and again, some like are better at that than others, but yeah. And, oh, it is so well produced and so informative i have already learned so much just in like two days that i've been watching these man we'll have to, we'll have to put the link in the show notes that. uh yeah it's puremix.net <laughs> not a sponsor there you go not a sponsor in any way shape or form but maybe no. you could get them i be. just but this is this is even if this is never more than a hobby for me i absolutely adore it and i am going to keep doing it so I love working with audio. I love working with music. So it's a great combination. It's fun. Man. Well, then I guess you get to have fun doing that and I get to have fun doing work. You get to go earn a paycheck. Heck yeah. Well, it was fun. Later. It was fun. Later. 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 Dang it. <laughs>